Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. to that I think the hardest problem then you'll encounter is them not just instantly blowing their load. I understand how easy it is for women to just deprioritize that. You're focused on so many other things. That ball sack has a funk. I mean let's it does. It does. It really doesn't I feel yeah. like they, I don't know if they don't realize or they don't care. I think they don't realize honestly. I find little things that kind of turn me on. I'm like, you know I think I'd like to dabble more in that or dabble more in this or see what that's all about. That seems hot. You know, if it, if it sparked an interest and turned me on, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. There are a lot of guys that have said to me, like taking you on a date is way too formal. Well, then, I mean, my response would be, well, your dick in my vagina is way too formal. So I guess we have nowhere to go. Good luck. Hey guys, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, I hope everybody's doing well out there. I'm actually struggling a little bit. I've been sick most of this week, but I still managed to do a couple interviews and get this episode out. So I'm a professional, but really, no, I just never want to miss, never want to miss an opportunity to interact with you guys, my listeners. I love you so much. And I've been loving all your feedback, by the way. Keep it up. Really fun stuff. I just kind of propped myself up in bed and (laughs) pulled out my little travel mic and hooked up to my laptop and uh, went through and responded to some questions that I've received and some wonderful voicemails. So So you know I love the feedback. Keep it coming, guys. Today, I want to share two interviews that I did a while back and that have recently aired. These are kind of two different hosts with two different podcasting styles. But what I love about being interviewed is you just never know. I mean, you know, you don't know what you're going to be asked. And so you're really up to the mercy or at the mercy, I guess, of the direction that the host wants to take it. It's really fun. You don't really know where they're going with it, what their angle is. And I always love to be surprised. I think that these hosts do a great job and I wanted to show them some love and also just share with you, you know, some little insights into me that you may not be aware of because... I've never thought to mention this stuff. All right, so the first podcast is Love Can't Wait. And we're going to get into, well, we get into all kinds of stuff, but we're really going to start getting into kind of where you can, how you can search out the kink, how you can get motivated. If you're not sure how to sort of add more spice and interest, get inspirational ideas on how to overhaul your sex life, this is a good episode to listen to. And if you want to hear the full episode, you just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com, click on this episode, and I'll have a link for you in the show notes. All right, here we go. Yeah, you know, I, um, you have a very, <laughs> very <laughs> intriguing, a very interesting story. So how did you begin this journey? That's what I would say. How did I begin my journey? Well, it started with three and a half years of no sex and just 
nothing on the radar. That was self-imposed. I just was really fixated on work and business. And I kind of got in the mindset that I didn't want anything to get in the way with that. So I just kind of decided not to have any personal relationships. And then I woke up one day and just kind of thought, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I am wasting the pretty. I have got to turn this around, raise this Titanic. This cannot go on any longer. So I just very quickly shifted gears and made some changes, made a sex bucket list, decided that I was going to have 365 days to scratch these things off and have some adventures. And that I was also going to podcast about it so I could sort of record this social experiment I was putting myself through. And I was just going to see what happened and who I became on the other side of all of it. Man, that sounds like most Americans. They just work, work, and work. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting, you know. I'm still here six years later. I did not just do it for one year. It caught on. And uh, I kind of realized that sex is important. It should be a priority. It's really odd that so downplayed. And when you think about all the things that you prioritize in your life, nobody ever says, what's my New Year's resolution? To have more sex. I'm going to prioritize my sex life. It's not even on the radar. So I just decided that um, it should be. And I was going to keep it there. Yeah, you know, sex is a taboo subject of course. And um, a lot of people don't like talking about it, but they like doing it though. So oh, yeah. yeah. Now some guys would say three and a half years, come on. <laughs> some guys would be like, ah, oh, this is just too hard to believe. How does a, a woman, an attractive woman go that long without sex? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Honestly, this is where I've started to understand more about women And I think this is important and it's a great question because I understand how easy it is for women to just deprioritize that. You're focused on so many other things. You got to be a mom, bring home the bacon, run the house, take care of the kids, be a wife, co-parent, whatever your circumstance is. And it's just one of those things where you put yourself kind of, you know, you kind of consider that like a self-indulgent. You don't realize how important it is. You put it in the, it's nice to do, not that you need to do it category. And very quickly, you know, it becomes a habit, just like the habit of doing it. You can create the habit of doing it. What you're doing without realizing it is creating the habit of not doing it. And yeah. So how did you know, hey, maybe I should share this with the world. Maybe I should do a podcast. How did you know to do that? Well, I wasn't trying to share it with the world. I was just trying to document it for myself because I really wanted to just capture everything that I was feeling, thinking, of course, all the fun stuff. You know, memorialize all the fun actual actions, you know, things that I did do and with partner, fun partners and A lot of the partners come on the podcast with me and we talk about when we have these encounters and just very fun. And I just wanted to, I also wanted to be able to document the change that it brought about. What would happen when I did this and made the sex, you know, a priority and worked on it and focused on it. So I thought that was, that was the podcast was really for me. That's why it's the Curious Girl Diaries, but other people started listening and it caught on. Yeah. That's just a similar experience I had. When I was traveling a lot, I started doing videos and I started a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. And I was just doing it for fun. And yeah. then people started saying, hey, how'd you meet these people? Uh, Hobbit is over there. 
And it yeah. kind of went on and on and on. And then it turned into something that they started asking for dating advice. And so I didn't really want to do any of this. This was not in the plan. This was not the grandmaster plan. No, it really. No, and then I went up and then I, I decided, okay, well, I'll do it one more year. And then at the end of that second year, I was like, okay, I'm shutting it down. I even announced I'm shutting this down, you know? And then people were like, don't do it. And then I thought, okay, I'll do one more year. You know, and it just, it, one more year turned into one more year. But now I have all these episodes and just, it really is this huge story of me and all my personal relationships and interactions and sexual activities and what I like and what I don't like and things that I said I'd never do. And then I end up doing it. And it's great to hear your catch yourself yeah. and hear yourself saying, oh, I will never do that. No, I don't like that. And then all of a sudden you're like, this is my favorite thing. I love it. It turns me on so much. It's amazing. So there's just a lot of value in being able to document it in that way. So yeah. I get a lot out of it. Yeah. So you actually bring some of the people on that you met along the way. Yeah. Oh, I've, had, cool. I've had, you know, ongoing lovers and relationships along the way. And yeah, it's fun. Cool, man. So what you say, you have to educate me. What you say you're a kink, how would you... How would you classify yourself, you know? Like, what am I into? Yeah. I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know if I have a, a specific label. I really love, I know some people like, I get what you're asking. There's, yeah. you know, under the umbrella of kink, it's really a generic term. It's like saying yeah. Kleenex, hand me a Kleenex. But there's just a lot under that umbrella. I mean, you name it, there's a kink or a fetish for it. It's crazy. Yeah. I would say I'm definitely not vanilla, but I'm, you know, I really, what I came to really enjoy was BDSM. I enjoy being submissive with a dominant partner and uh, I'm into, you know, I'm into that, that lane, but that's a big lane again. Then there's, you know, yeah. you get under that umbrella and then there's just a lot there too. So. Yeah. Um, the reason why I asked that, because me personally, I'm not just one thing. And, and there's a lot of people that will say, oh, I'm a, say we swingers or I'm in a BSM. Yeah. And, right. you know, so I don't think, or at least me, people that I know, when it's not, they're not just in the one thing. That's why. No. I right. Yeah. I mean, I would say like, I have kind of a main thing, but I have a lot of little yeah. other kinks too. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not just one thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's why I asked that. So, yeah. so you've get, been getting a, um, a lot of good responses. Mm -hmm. to your episode. So now hey, you have to get some negative responses. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. That was more so in the beginning. Oh, okay. I did have a couple stalkers and trolls and things like that. Uh, the usual stuff. Now it's just more like dick pickers and, you know, guys <laughs> just like, hey, you know, like they don't... They don't have any common sense, you know. <laughs> they just think because I because I like sex and talk about sex that I'm naturally gonna want to have sex with them, a yeah. complete stranger that I've never seen before. Because that's what makes sense to them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people, well, a lot of guys mainly, they think if you're living this lifestyle, but you partake in this lifestyle, mm -hmm. you have no standards. You just do whatever. You sleep with right. anybody. Like, right. No, it doesn't work like that. No, no. I mean, it's don't, you know, let's get it straight. It's still the same way it is like in the vanilla sex world. The women are in control of saying yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
you still have to talk. <laughs> you still have to communicate. I still have to be attracted to you. Exactly. <laughs> there has you know? to be some connection there. Yeah. Exactly. You no. Know? Yeah. So how do you, well, hey, I'm, I'm being selfish here. This is, when it comes to this question, how do you meet some of the people in the lifestyle? You know, because I've, I've been around, you know, I've met couples from time to time when mm-hmm. I expect, you know, like at a resort or something like that, or like uh, on a beach. Oh, have you been to some like hedonism events and things like that? No. Okay. No, just random I'm just at a bar looking oh, at I see. Uh-huh. like that. And I was talking to this woman and for like, I don't know, probably like 30, 40 minutes. And her a guy came up, which happens to be her husband. And he sat down and, and he just joined in the conversation. Then And then before they left, I think his wife goes to the restroom and he says, hey, my wife, she likes you. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it kind of went over my head. You know, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, she seems mm-hmm. pretty cool woman or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, she really she likes you. <laughs> yeah. That was my first introduction, meeting a swinger couple. Yeah. So it usually happens like that. But I've never been to like a quote, quote, like uh, an official event, anything yeah. like that. So your question is how you meet. How you, yeah. How do you meet? I mean, how do you meet these people? Is you have to be invited or how, how does it usually go down? Well, a lot of times, so, you know, swingers or cucks, like if you have a hot wife and she may have a, it may be a cuckold situation, they're not hard to find. They have groups and then they'll have get togethers. You can go to just specific websites, hookup websites, and then you'll find, you know, like the hot wives. Also the swingers have clubs and groups and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's easy to, they're not hiding. I mean, you just, you can even Google it, but you know, just again, I go to like uh, any kind of a hookup site, there's going to be groups and meetups and sections for those type of peoples that are looking for single guys to be the third. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Because a lot of people, there's a lot of swinger, there's a lot of swinger podcasts too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because people have told me that they've been to, um, what's the website? Uh, FetLife. FetLife is, yeah. FetLife has a a lot of that. You know what else? A Lifestyle Lounge. Lifestyle Lounge. LifestyleLounge.com. I've seen a lot of hot wife scenarios. Yeah. Cut. They're looking for a third. Yeah. 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 So how often do you attend these events or or have you, or you just kind of like, you're like the lonely drifter. You do your own thing. I do my own thing. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be classified as a swinger. I've been to swinger parties because I wanted to check them out and see what they were all about. Um, I've been to sex clubs, you know, with, with both times I went with a partner and, uh, you know, it's very fun. You can just go and just check it out. You don't have to, or you can register, you know, as a single person and go again, that's a great place, you know, to meet, you mix and mingle and you get to meet people and if you especially if you show up by yourself or register to go by yourself but yeah I'm I just have like a desire to just try different things you know because I've really realized over the years that there's so much out there you know like why why am I limiting myself to just one style and one way life is too long you've seen that before like life is too short for boring sex I mean it really is I would say it's too short for redundant sex, you know, just like spice it up, do different things. Yeah. You have to live your life, man. Um, Yeah. I went to, um, when I lived in Atlanta, I went to trapeze one night. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah. One weekend. Yeah. It was, um, I went by myself. Eh, 
maybe I shouldn't have done that, you know. Why? What happened? Nothing happened. But I thought if I would have been there with a woman, I think I think it would be more fun. Depends on where you go, what night, what's going on. A lot of times the single guy gets kind of viewed as the creeper. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so it makes some people uncomfortable. But yeah, definitely you could just go with, you know, a wing woman. And, she yeah. you know, you guys don't even really have to be together, together right? You can just yeah. go and, and watch. I've been with someone the two times I went at the different guys I was with, I was with them. So it was very fun. We got to, we got to do our, do our thing yeah. and, and have a good time. Yeah. I have met, uh, um, well, she's my friend. She still lives in Atlanta. She's, uh, I don't know what, how she would classify herself, but I know she's a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. I met her probably, uh, it's probably like five years ago. And she told me probably eight months later that, Hey, I, I go to these parties because she's well connected in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Hey, I go to these parties, and we have like, uh, like orgies or whatever." And I'm like, "Really? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> she was like, uh, "Hey, I've been to some of those." <laughs> and she said, "Hey, you know what? I think I maybe I should take you with me." She yeah. Kinda, but this is how she did it. She was kind of slick. How she she didn't really say it say it directly. She said, "Hey, you know what?" Every once in a while, I go to these parties with uh with with couples, right? Yeah. I said, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Oh, well, they have it's adult parties." I said, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she kind of—I think she she was just trying to test me just to see how I would take it. Yeah, she just was breadcrumbing you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, she's you know she said she go to these parties every once in a while, and she said she got. Somebody actually invited her. That's how she mm-hmm. got introduced to everything, to the yeah. whole lifestyle and, and the whole party scene and everything. So now I was supposed to to go to a party with her, but I moved two weeks ago to North Carolina. So oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever gonna happen. That should have been your send off. <laughs> I wanted to, but it just didn't happen, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, where'd you, you where'd you move from? Atlanta. Atlanta to North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. recently moved a couple months ago to from California to Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You're in South Florida? No, I'm up in the north. Okay. Yeah. I like Florida. I like uh, I like South Florida better though. Yeah. I like it stays warm. <laughs> I like that I'm, we're having seasons because everybody was like, you're moving to Florida. It's going to be warm year round. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, I think the North has the no, Northern part North. has seasons. Yeah. No, it gets cold up there. <laughs> yeah. It's getting, yeah, it's chill. It's uh, starting to cool down. So I like it because, you know, that's what I love about. I love that about California is that you have four seasons and I think I'm going to have the same here. So I'm like, yay. <laughs> yeah. So have you been married? Have you ever been married before? Are you no? Do you want to be married one day? I'm not opposed. I'm not marriage averse. Okay. So, do you have friends? I guess vanilla friends outside of the lifestyle. Oh, I only most of my friends are vanilla. Yeah. I mean, this is a secret. Nobody knows yeah. that I do this. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah um, I, now, I like that. Was my next question. Now, why do you think some? I know why some people want to keep it secret. I, I know that. But yeah. you have some people. After a while, they say, "The heck with it. This is this is who I am. This is how I this is how I roll." Why do you think some people just come out all of a sudden? 
I think they finally get comfortable enough. I mean, I always kind of tinker with it myself because at this point, I think it's just sex. But you can have the, you know, I guess you can have backlash. There's people that just are not going to accept it. And quite frankly, all I'm doing is, all I'm doing is saying, hey, I make sex a priority and yeah. I don't mind talking about it. And I don't think we should have these weird hangups and it's okay to experiment and try different things and have fun by yourself or, you know, in, within the context of a partner, you know, it's just like, why not make it fun and enjoyable instead of obligatory and boring. And that's all. That's really kind of what, that's really what I stand for in a nutshell. But still, you'd be surprised that you start bringing up that subject and all of a sudden everybody turns into a Puritan. Like, oh, we don't talk about that. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal, but (laughs) you know, I just want to make sure that if and when I do sort of come out of the closet, (laughs) um, that, that it's just the right timing. Yeah, I think um, some people just like I, I use my family for example. I don't remember ever me mentioning anything about sex around my family. I'm talking yeah. about my brothers, sisters, my parents. It's never came up. <laughs> you know, yeah, because it's like I know if I was to say anything, hey, I said, hey, you know, I uh, if I was to mention anything about some of the experiences I've, I've had in my life, they'd be look, they'd be very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just really don't want, I'm not worried about my friends so much. I just don't want like the side eye from the neighbors or yeah. I do go to church and I do enjoy going to church and I don't want to cause any problems there. It's just, it's probably honestly more for other people because it makes them uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable with it at all. Like oh. I'm a-okay with it. But a lot of people have odd reactions to it. So I'm just trying to avoid that. Yeah. So how did you even uh, stumble upon this this lifestyle? Anyway, I mean, how I know you weren't in your house just chilling and be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to this party over here. I mean, it doesn't happen like that. So how did you like how did it come about? That I went to a sex party or that yeah, I. Yeah. yeah. Well, I put it on my bucket list. I just okay. wanted to go. I just was like, it was a bucket list item. And but how did you even know that it existed? Because I just started just like doing research. And also like people always ask me, well, how do I spice up my sex life? And how do I get creative? And how do I get these ideas? I'm like, well, watch some porn. Pretty much all the categories, things you could want to experiment with. Those categories are already filled out on Pornhub or YouPorn or wherever, you know, wherever you're going. And then, you know, I find little things that kind of turn me on. I'm like, you know, I think I'd like to dabble more in that or dabble more in this or see what that's all about. That seems hot. You know, if it, if it sparked an interest and turned me on, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. Yeah. <laughs> now. Okay. How did you know, I guess, as far as the guy, the guy, or it could be more than one guy. How did you know, Hey, I'm going to mention this to this guy. how did you know? Hey, this, this guy would be cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. I pretty much, well, I filled out, I just made it some online profiles and on, you know, dating sites or I guess more adult. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. 
send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Reading sites. All right. Well, this next podcast host has a show called Tough Titties. Isn't that a great name? When she reached out to me and I saw the name of her podcast, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I've got to have this woman on my show. We are really getting into, well, we're dishing. It's a lot of dish. It's kind of some girls bantering back and forth, giving each other advice. We get into a lot of dating men in their 20s in this particular episode. And I'm trying to be as helpful as I can. My experience with younger men, guys in their 20s, honestly, has been very favorable. I don't actually share the same experience that she's had, (laughs) which I'm grateful for. A lot of the guys, it's really been the opposite. A lot of the guys that I've dated in their 20s just kind of come out of nowhere and rock your world. Like I'm asking myself like, holy shit, who taught you this stuff? I find them very fun and pretty generous in bed. But she's going through some dating woes and we're just kind of working through it. And it's a lot of fun. She's a fellow Floridian. You guys really need to check out her show. Again, if you want to hear the full episode, you just go to the show notes and I will have a link to this full episode there. All right. Enjoy. What I realized once I switched gears was, wow, you know, I was really kind of missing out on a lot. Even just personal wellness will come from getting it on a regular basis. (laughs) I know. So I'm like four months. It's kind of like a while. But so my stop of having sex wasn't because of work. It was just because I am tired of having bad or mediocre even sex. I feel like it's just such a waste of my time and I get fucking pissed. Like, I'm like, why the fuck did I even go there? Why the fuck did I, you know? And then if it's a new body, I'm like, fuck, like wasted that. And I end up like mad and disappointed, probably no orgasm, you know? And Oh, that's not fun. Exactly. I'm like, what? Why is it? Let me ask you, why? What's making it bad? That's a good question. I think I'm just like, it's just not good. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. I just feel like it's just so like, blech. Are you not Lord. connecting with the person that you're with? No. Okay. So and also, the- I feel like some, like a lot of them don't care about my pleasure. It's prioritizing Uh their own. And I think a a lot of like men around my age do that. They don't even like want to try. Like I've had guys who literally touch your clip for like a second. They're like, all right, you ready? And I'm like, no. Yeah, no. And it's just like, and then I kind of just like zoned out. I'm like, I'm not in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. So I also get pissed off because guys do not understand how much work goes into us (laughs) (laughs) coming over to get dick. I'm just upset. I'm just upset. And I'm like, I need to find somebody that I actually emotionally like being around them too. I think that is also a problem with my moment in time lately is like, I don't even like this person. Why would I waste my time? letting them be inside of me, you know? (laughs) Sure. If someone is looking to end their dry spell, do you have a suggestion of how to go about that? Yeah, basically. Okay. First of all, you have to 
think about anytime you've ever set a goal to do something. I mean, you literally kind of have to like have a plan, work your plan and execute on it. And it's really as simple as that. So I went through that three and a half years and I was just, there was a repetitiveness that I was repeating. And so what I realized is number one, you know, you have to, I have to completely change direction. And I also have to kind of figure out what do I want to do? And so I made the sex bucket list Yeah, and I made it fun, right? I made it fun. Like these are the things I have. So that gave it a goal that gave it a direction. It also allowed me to search for different people and partners and experience different things because not everybody's in this lane and not everyone's in this lane. And I, you know, I wanted to hit all the lanes and I'm not saying, I'm not talking about like, you have to be totally promiscuous. I'm saying that you just have to really kind of know, first of all, what you're after and what's, what's your goal here with this. So I I had that defined. And then I was like, well, where am I going to, I got to meet guys real fast. And so I got on, you know, just different dating sites, hookup sites, things, you know, just boom, 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 boom. And literally within 10 days of having this epiphany, like this needs to change. I, within 10 days, I'd broken that. The other thing is to be, you know, to have really good communication with the people that you're coming across And, you know, I also had to sort of rectify in my head too, that this is not to find a husband. This is for me right now. This is something I want to do and explore. You know, if you go there kind of open-minded, you kind of, you'll be surprised. I think you'll surprise yourself with what comes of it. And I was willing to explore and just be open. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to, I wasn't going there because it had to be this super strong emotional connection. Now, very strong emotional connections developed with several people along the way. And that was great. And it was that, you know, that was fun. And I had consistent ongoing partners. And that's really what I look for because it does get better the more you're with someone yeah. repetitively. They know your body, you know theirs. But I want to go back really quickly when you're, you know, when you're saying about this disappointment with, you know, like you, I think you've been turned off really to you're having these lackluster experiences. And you're like, what the fuck? Why should I even, you know, like I'm not yeah. motivated to bother with this. It's pretty simple because the reward is not there for you. Well, I would suggest to a lot of people that you have to go there knowing what you want out of it and make it happen. What I've come to realize and accept that if it's not fun, you know, I have to take some responsibility in that. Like it's, you can't just put it on these guys because quite frankly, they just don't know any better. So if you show up and you're the one that's in control and you're telling him what to do, it'll bring out, it'll also bring out his kind of like masculine, fun, hot, sexy, competitive nature. And then it gets real spicy. Go there and be like, no, get your head. You're going to eat this pussy until I come. And then you can stick your dick in. Here's how it's going to go down. And and if you, you have to, you really have to be in charge of your own sexual happiness. I don't know how else to call it. Like sexual happiness, maybe a generic term, but you really do have to get comfortable Mm -hmm. enough to walk in there and just be like, it's almost like put, put on a persona. Like I'm the diva. I'm the shit. You want all this baby. Of course you do. That's why I'm here. But let me tell you, it's about me and let's get to it. And guys love that. Like they really, really do. And especially I find like the younger guys, because it's not their fault that they don't know what to do. Nobody's teaching them, you know, like really 
you know, nobody's teaching them. And when you have, you know, when they're experiencing this series of repetitive women who aren't telling them and they're just going away because they're like, that sucked. They're, they're not learning anything. <laughs> it's not necessarily your job to teach them, but it's, it is your responsibility to, when you show up to make sure that you get what you need. So do what you need to, to make that happen. And that's where I think women, we get shy about it. We're like, oh, I'm shy. Know. But I know, like in real to- life, I'm not. It's just in this situation, I'm like, Shh. I know. I'm, but I'm just saying, be willing to try it, toe dip into that mentality and bring that with you into your next, you know, sexual encounter. And you'll see a huge difference. Like, and, I mean, guys will do, they don't fucking do anything. Even sexual. They're, like, they're, they're so easy. I mean, that's the good part. They're going to go along with it and, and love it. And then they're going to be blowing up your phone. I know I need to try it and I need to just like pretend put on that persona because I always am like, I count down in my head when I'm about to say something during sex, because I'm so nervous. I'm like, okay, in three seconds, I'm going to have to like say, okay, like, can we switch positions or something like that? And I'm like, like, why, why am I so scared? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Just totally take control. We like, you know, like, I mean, when you're switching positions, I would just be like, it's a directive, like, you know, fuck me from behind or pull my hair, you know, like whatever. It's just like, tell them, you know, like that dick feels so good. Now fuck me, you know, like this way or whatever. <laughs> you just, however you want to put it, but you, when I'm telling you it, this guy, they lose their shit. You're, when you switch to that, I think the hardest problem then you'll encounter is them not just instantly blowing their load. <laughs> They're going to be so turned on. Okay. When I re-enter the sexual force, (laughs) I... Channel your inner Layla. Just channel your inner Layla. I'm going to be thinking of you. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. You got to tell me how it goes. I will. I really will. Okay. I want to talk to you about sex etiquette. There's there's an etiquette. We don't go through a class, unfortunately. I think we should. Yeah. And I, I mentioned how guys just simply don't understand all the shit that we do to prep for them. And they don't do literally anything. They put in no effort. Some of them don't even fucking shower. They're like ball smell. And we're just like, okay, like, I guess they don't clean their nails. They don't put cologne on. Meanwhile, we're like putting our makeup on. We're filing our nail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. So what is your pre dick down ritual? So it is. It's a process. <laughs> I mean, when I show up for a sexual encounter with someone, I want it to be, I want to rock their world. Like I'm not showing up to be average. This isn't about just average sex. I want, I mean, I have goals here, <laughs> right? I have, <laughs> I have a standard. And so, yes, I do. I mean, it's the full on, it's the blowout. It's the nair, nails. My nails have to be a certain length. I want my toenails painted. I, there's no, like the one thing like I cannot stand with guys is if they have gargoyle toes or soles on their soles, like meaning they've never (laughs) taken a, like a loofah scrubber to their heels. Like I want everything to be baby soft, perfect. Like I'm a woman. And so, um, I have exfoliated from head to toe. (laughs) Everything is shaved, quaffed, perfect. They don't appreciate it. That's the Layla experience. Well, some guys do. And so if they don't, it's okay for you to tell them. Again, remember, if you're going to take control of the situation, set the expectation and set the tone and tell them, this is what I did to show up for you. And 
I can see what you did, which is nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> next time, if you want this pussy, then you need to I would shower. Really, you know, I would really <laughs> appreciate it if you did, or you can just get in the shower with them. Be like, yeah, you know what? You smell a little gamey. Let's get in the shower. <laughs> that ball sack has a funk. I mean, let's. It does. It does. It really does. And I feel yeah. like they, I don't know if they don't realize or they don't care. I think they don't realize, honestly, a lot of guys in their twenties, this is an issue. And so all <laughs> you need to do, they're very teachable and I'm not, this isn't a slide on guys because guys are great, but they're really very basic in what their needs are. And so we're not going to change that, but if we understand it, then we can start, then we kind of know how to maneuver around it. Mm -hmm. And if you tell them what you want and what you expect, then if you raise the bar for them, they'll try to jump over it. They will, they'll do all that. Now I get, I get when you first meet somebody, like sometimes you show up, I've shown up and a guy had flip-flops on. I was like, uh, we're in a nice restaurant, a very expensive restaurant. And I'm like, when you have your flip-flops on and I could see his toes were not like in good shape. And I'm just like, gargoyle toes is not getting any tonight. I can tell you that, but you're going to get the bill because <laughs> oh, I brought all this. <laughs> so, Speaking of that, what has dating life been for you in Florida? Because you just moved from California to Florida. And I have been saying to yeah. my listeners, yeah, Florida dating has not been, has not been it. It is really not good, but I want to see like what it's been for you because you're up North. I'm down South. Maybe yeah. the male breed is different. <laughs> I do. Well, it's different. I'm, a, I'm having a little bit of culture shock, <laughs> but I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm still hopeful. Hopeful. I, so far my experience has been that, so I have, you know, had some hookups, but what I found so far, and it was kind of shocking to me is that a lot of guys don't know how to, what I call like actually move the process forward. I tend to be very traditional in like masculine feminine roles. And I believe the man should, even if it's just for getting laid, like you should know how to initiate and set a goddamn date up. Like, don't make me, I won't ask you out. I mean, it's flat out not going to happen. You need to at least be able to, let me back it up here. I have a protocol. It's like, okay, okay first, you know, first we meet, I can tell if I'm not going to match up with somebody by their voice, the way they talk, how they articulate things. And then we set up just what I call like a meet and greet. Like let's, it's just very casual coffee, a drink. And there's no expectation of that going farther, turning into sex on that date. It's really just for me to size you up. After that, if we like each other, then we set up, okay, then we set up the, the next date. But they have to be the one to move it along from point A to point B to point C. I never had any problem with that in California. Hmm. All of a sudden, like guys, like they can't, I say, you know, oh, let me just tell you, this is how I like to do it. You know, let's, I like to talk to you first on the phone. And then, so I'll talk to them, but then they won't initiate like, okay, well, let's go to the meet and greet stage. Let's, da -da -da, you know, I don't know. I don't, and some do, but a lot haven't. And I'm like, different. I mean, I, I'm still like assessing like what is going on here. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But, but you know what? 
I think the key thing to remember is I like to give people a chance to what I call self-eliminate. That way I don't waste my time. Because if you can't even do like these basic things, there's no way I just, like, could you imagine? Like they're going to be so bad in bed. Like I don't even want to mess with that, right? So it's, it is a blessing in, it's a curse and a blessing at the same time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that uh, you know, but I actually do kind of appreciate when people self-eliminate because then I just like, boop, off my radar. Yeah, I don't have to yeah worry about it. But it's different. It is, I, I have noticed a difference. And I thought when I was moving out here, I'm like, yeah, I'm coming to the South. There's going to be all these men, men, you know, like no. <laughs> their mom has raised them right. You know, like, <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, <laughs> Let's circle back on this six months from now. Let me weigh in on, on it. And, you know, yeah, I'll you. I, I want to see how you feel. What are your expectations on a date? You say that you're very traditional in this aspect. And so you expect a man to take you on a date. You expect him to pay for it, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. For me... <laughs> That has been a little difficult, a little challenging. Of course, there are some. There are still some that are like, yeah, let me take you out for a drink, blah, blah, blah. But there are a lot of guys that have said to me, like, taking you on a date is way too formal. Well, then, I mean, my response would be, well, your dick in my vagina is way too formal. So I guess we have nowhere to go. Good luck. I'm going to use that. (laughs) I'm going to use that line. Right? I mean, seriously. I find that the more direct and honest you are, mm-hmm. people, you know, you think that like, oh my gosh, I don't want to offend anybody, but actually you're giving that person the opportunity to, to like rise to the occasion, like, oh, okay. And you would be surprised at how many guys will just switch gears and because now they know what's expected and just boom, move right along with it. You know, I gave a very direct <laughs> bottom line type, type of thing, but you know what? You could say that and you would think that that would offend them. They will not go away after you said that. And you just need to try it. Trust me. Like I'll give you some Layla isms, like just try it. And you'll be like, that. they'll go, Oh, okay. And then <laughs> You need to give me a handbook. <laughs> I know. I should. I know. I should make a handbook. I know. Maybe there's like a handbook that should be coming. It's no, like crazy. a how to, like what to do in this situation. You just yeah. write a little, <laughs> a little blurb of w- what exactly to say. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how to help. You know, you. Oh my god. Okay, I just had a funny idea. I don't know if like if we ever did this, this would be hilarious. You should go on a date. Mm-hmm. I should be like in your ear. Oh, oh, yes. And tell like, I can hear what he's saying. And then I will tell you how to respond. <laughs> yes. I've only ever seen that in like that TV was, stuff. I know. But I would so do it. But obviously they have the equipment to do that. They do it like on news sets and things like that. You have a little thing in your ear and they're some, you know, they're, they're feeding you information or like comments and things and you're like, like that. you're like sitting at the table next to me, like eating yeah. a breadstick, just like <laughs> listening into my conversation. I know. I know. I'd be down. I'd be down yeah. to see how that would go. Yeah. Well, I used to, I've done that before. Like a girl, you know, just had my girlfriends like show up like when I'm on a date and they're mm-hmm. sitting at the table next to me just watching you're like and then we'll go get up and both go to the bathroom and my date doesn't know that I know her like <laughs> done shit like that before and guys I think they definitely don't do that shit no they don't <laughs> no women we support each other we're like we have each other's backs <laughs> 
Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.